0: Hey, what's going on my beautiful people? This is your certified life and relationship coach, Coach Court. In today's video, I'm going to give you seven tips on how to stop ruminating over something that's happened to you in the past or over your ex. Thank you for sticking around. If this is your first time viewing me, do me a favor and subscribe to the channel for more content just like this. Before I get into the content, if you want my help personally, reach out to me on my website at www.fruitfulseeds.com and leave me an email no longer than 500 words. In today's video, I'm going to give you seven tips on how to stop ruminating over something that's happened to you in the past or over your ex. And the very first way that I say, this is all my tips, all right? This is what helped me heal. This is what helped me to move on for certain things that happened and also things that still happen to me today. The very first thing you want to do is to identify and avoid whatever is triggering you. So if you've had some experiences with your ex, and there's certain places you went to go eat together, certain shows you guys used to watch. You know, if you still have their phone number, if you still have their pictures in your phone, uh, try to avoid going past those, looking at those. Um, if it's certain times in the morning that you usually text that person, reassign something else to that time of the morning. You know, if you, instead of texting them good morning, wake up and check your email wake up or get up and move or do something that you normally uh, didn't do before so you have to reassign uh, something in replacement of those triggers if going on their Instagram or going on their Facebook is something that will trigger you and make you want to reach out to them again avoid that you know put a temporary block on them you know you may not have to block them totally but if it's time for you to take a social media detox Do that. Pull away. Make sure that you're able to uh, stop from doing those things that you know is going to prevent you from healing. And identifying and avoiding those triggers is the very first thing to do. The second thing that I really urge you to do is to seek counseling or therapy. Now, I talked about this in the past a lot, uh, how I didn't go to therapy. I went to counseling but I didn't go to therapy. But counseling, I quit shortly after because I was able to uh, seek out the resources and the skills that I needed to heal myself. You know, this doesn't work for everybody. But for you, if this is something that you feel you need, cause you know, you keep doing the same old things that you've done in the past, you're gonna continue to get the same old results. So if you're able to do certain things that works for you, please do so. And I feel that counseling and therapy is needed for a lot of people because it's hard for people to sit and be by themselves and not be able to discuss these things with somebody that's that's a qualified professional. So if you need to go and do that, I suggest you do. The third thing that I suggest you do is visualization. Now this is something that I learned from reading books and on oh, my, my path to personal development and my own healing journey. Now when I say visualization is, what I do is I'll close my mind. I can't remember what book this was that I learned it from. I close my eyes. And I will picture in my mind a stop sign. I will picture a stop sign. Whenever thoughts start to become really overwhelming, I picture that stop sign in my mind to, you know, kind of give my, my, um, my mind a little visualization of, you know, physically stopping yourself, stopping your thoughts, stopping your train of thoughts, I would say. And then after you st- stop, um, ask yourself this. This is going to be, you don't have to say it out loud. You can say it to yourself. You're picturing a stop sign and ask yourself, what's my next thought? And what usually would happen is your mind will go blank because it's like almost like a paradox. You're trying to, your mind gets confused and it's it's, it's used to controlling you, especially when you're in your anxious state. It's used to controlling you and controlling everything that you do. But when you ask it something that it can't answer, it's going to go blank. This has worked for me. And like I said, these are tools that I personally used on my own journey and I still use today. And it may help for you. The very next step that I would say uh, you need to do, and it, all of these, you can, you can take these you know, with a grain of salt. And if you could pick one of these out of the seven, then I would say, hey, that's a win. Like watching this video was very valuable for you. And you don't have to do all these in order either. This is something uh, that I personally do too, is meditation. You know, meditation is huge for me because you're able to stop and you can actually uh, visualize your thoughts, see them kind of just passing by in your mind, but you don't want to move. You don't want to do anything or act on those thoughts. Now that's going to help you with um, with being able to just be present, you know, and understanding that you, know, you have control over your thoughts. Once you practice it enough, you can learn how to stop being so impulsive on the things that come to your mind. It could be one minute, it could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, but you wanna make sure that you get rid of all your distractions. There's nothing that's going to interrupt you. If you have some emails to respond to, flag those emails. If you have some some things you need to get done, write that out on a cue card, some posting notes, so you're able to just uh, make that a priority, being still a priority and watching those thoughts, those, those anxious thoughts about this personal person potentially being with somebody else, or potentially doing this or that. This is the time where you give yourself, the um, you allow yourself the opportunity to think about those things and let them pass. Because what happens is um, when you try to force yourself to stop doing something so intensely, it's just going to give you the opposite effect. So if you give yourself the time to let this happen. You know, don't beat yourself up and say, "Hey, something's wrong with me. I can't stop thinking about this person. I must be going crazy. I must be going uh, insane." Give yourself that time, and I'm telling you, it'll it'll work for you because you're. It's almost like the kid that you say, "Hey, you can't have any more candy." They're just gonna try to sneak more candy. But if you give them that that uh, that time after dinner or after lunch, where you say, "Hey, you can pick out this sweet and you can have that." You know over time it's going to become more habitual and they're going to be um, understanding that hey this time is not a time for me to be dealing with this but or I can have this but at this time I know I got that coming down the line. And the next thing that I want you guys to do is to, uh, It's kind of go goes hand in hand with meditation and stuff, it's um, more mindfulness. Write down your thoughts. Because something about writing down your thoughts really helps because you can see exactly what's going on inside your mind and then when you write it down and you read it back to yourself it usually helps because it, it shows you just how erratic and how um, unrealistic some of, those th- some of those thoughts are now you may, you may not want to use a notepad, you can use your cell phone, you can take it in your notes in your, in your uh, cell phone, um, you can even make voice memos, I've even done that in the past or I make a voice memo of everything that I was feeling, and then I go back and I kind of cringe at listening to those messages again and think like, wow, this was kind of like an out-of-body experience. And if you guys aren't just preoccupied, you guys know that when you have those moments where you just can't stop yourself from doing a certain thing or, or acting out on those impulsive thoughts, um, later on down the line, you know, maybe even five minutes after you do it, you ask yourself, like, how did I get hijacked like this? How did I let my anxiety completely take control of me? I tell myself, hey, I shouldn't be- send this text message. Stop sending this text message. And the next thing you know, you send a text message. You're like, man, what was that all about? So if you, t- t- uh, you know, do a voice memo or write this stuff now, then you're able to uh, reflect on it and, and wait it out. You know, when I, was, when I was mentoring kids that wanted to get tattoos, for example, this is, a very, this is a very small example, kids that wanted to get tattoos and stuff, I would say, you know, write it down. Write down the idea. Wait about a month or two and then go back and look at it and say, hey, if I still have a strong desire to uh, get this tattoo, then you know, this is probably something I really want to do. But if you look back and you're like, Ew, why would I get that tattooed on me? then chances are it was just something that was impulsive and you actually procrastinated that impulsive idea. The next thing that you can do is learn something new. I forgot what doctor talked about this, but I thought this was like genius. When you learn something new, he says something about, you know, it forces neurons, new neurons to form and to get to talking to each other, firing signals towards each other. So all the old repetitive ruminating thoughts that you have, uh, those are starting to die off you know if that makes sense it's almost like you have no more capacity in your brain for those old unhealthy thoughts so when you learn something new which like picking up a new hobby guitar starting a new business start coaching if you need to coach doing those things that's going to help your mind form those new neurons and um, kind of push out the old thoughts it's kind of like when I first started doing this too I started to become more a positive person. The negative thoughts that was in my mind, the lack mindset, those started to just naturally get flooded out of my mind. Now I think like in abundance, I think that I can do any and everything that I want to do. You know, In order for me to get to where I was at, I had to believe that I was a, a great coach. I had to believe that first before I started to become a great coach. And I still don't consider myself a great coach. I let other people label it, but I just enjoy what I do and it gives me so much fulfillment. So find something that's going to give you a lot of fulfillment. Think about the things that you wanted to do as a kid, the things that really made you feel alive to do it. And that'll be a good indication on, you know, you heading into the right direction. Before I get into this last step, though, if you haven't picked up my book, it's my story. You know, I wrote this two years ago, and I talk a lot about, you know, how, the name of the book is Fruitful Seeds, How I planted My Seeds for Growth. Three tips that I use to do that. I got some it's a really short book. It's only like five bucks, and it's kind of an intro to coaching. I wrote this two years ago. It was a. It's giving a little bit of explanation on how I felt when I was going through my divorce and when I was dealing with a uh, really tough times. And this book, you know, if you guys want to pick it up to kind of give me a little bit of feedback on it, you know, I take all feedback. I know it's, it's, people can be kind of brutal, but you know, this is a good step for me because I'm working towards the books that I really wanna write. And I felt like I had to get this out of my system. So that link is in the description below. It's on Amazon. And you can go pick it up. The audio book. If you sign up for Audible, you can get it for free. I appreciate you guys. The last thing that I do, the tips that stop me from ruminating over these negative thoughts and negative feelings, uh, is I listen to nature sounds. Or I listen to inspirational videos. There's a lot of those on, on YouTube. There's so many um, channels that have some really Powerful, kind of like meditative sounds, uh, nature sounds, and I actually I do this every single day. Like I'll listen, I'll listen to the waterfall. Like if I'm if I'm struggling, maybe I just had a, a difficult difficult time with a client. Like I'll just listen to a waterfall. I'll go walk. I live right by the lake. I'll go walk outside, and I'll get myself active. But it's kind of like a dual purpose thing. I'll get a little bit of exercise in. I'll listen to the nature sounds. And I will just picture myself being in that place. I'll visualize myself being in wherever that waterfall is, I visualize it. So if you found this video of any value, please like, comment, and share this content. Uh, reach out to me on my other social media account. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is I am coach court. TikTok is i.m.coachcourt. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you soon.